Welcome to The Rock Church, a vibrant, enthusiastic, edgy church meeting in West Bridgeford, Nottingham. You can find out more about us by visiting the-rock.org.uk. We hope you were blessed by this message. Well, it's time for our message today, and I've got another name for God. He's El Sneaky, because... (laughs) I don't think that's Latin or Greek. (laughs) Um, He's always doing so much more than we would ever realize, isn't he? You know, we walk into something thinking we've got it sussed, and then we realize that we didn't even know half of what was going to happen. That's how I feel a little bit like that about this prayer and fasting campaign that we're in at the moment. You know, last week we had Roderick... He spoke to us about the attacks of the enemy. Oh, my goodness, what a word in season. Didn't we need to hear that? And we have got Andrew coming to speak to us today. And he's speaking to us on holy moments. Because you know what? That's what this prayer and fasting campaign has been all about. Like I said earlier, it's not about making us hungry. It's about making us more holy. It's about us getting intimate with God. And how wonderful that in our last week, God's going to speak to us about how we can make the most of these holy moments. So we enter our last week of prayer and fasting really, really understanding what God wants for us and how exciting it is. He doesn't just want to make us hungry. He wants to love on us. He wants us to give us his fear and our our fear and guilt and shame and take all that love and joy and peace. This is going to be an exciting word. Let's give a big welcome to Andrew. Morning. Morning online. I've got my notes ready. One or two people look at my look at my notes. Right? Each to their own, I say. Illegible, perhaps. Strangely organized, perhaps, but you know what? I believe that this morning God wants as to hear from him. Something that is challenging, that feeds us, that will leave us going out of here better, different change from the way we come in. And if you want a definition of a holy moment, that's it. A holy moment is something where you enter into it, you meet God, and you're changed. The dial is moved. A couple of weeks ago, I was privileged, and I I always count it a privilege to speak, to participate in these services, and two weeks ago, it was communion. And I used the phrase about communion that it was a holy moment. A time when we set ourselves apart 
and we do something that we're commanded to do in the Bible as we remember God's body, Jesus' body and blood. And the phrase holy moment sort of just, just stuck with me. And there are times when things go together and, and it happens more than I think we ever imagine. I was actually booked, if that's the right phrase. I'm not exactly that busy, so maybe I'm not booked. But do you know what I mean? To speak. In September. And I got kicked off. Because it was felt absolutely the right thing to do to give some space in September to Joss to talk about Sabbath. You remember that we had a three-week program to talk about how important, how spiritual, how godly it is that we recognize Sabbath and we actively pursue Sabbath, not just because it's good rest, but because it gives us space, it creates time, opportunity and space for us to meet with God, to have holy moments. Holy moments. And now we are in, we're two-thirds of the way through, our campaign, our prayer and fasting, the fast track. And the whole thing, the whole purpose of the fasting is for us to give up something physically, to gain something spiritually. To have... Holy moments. So this morning, if my question was to you, who would want more holy moments? Who'd, who'd say no to that? Who would say, no, thank you, don't need it, don't want it? Actually, some people might, and I'm going to come to that in a minute as part of, as part of the challenge. I've just noticed that screen's not on, by the way. Is there any way it can be on so I can read something? If not, doesn't matter. I'm from an era when you used to have none of this. <laughs> Surprised, are you? No, well, maybe not, but there, there we are. Who wants more holy moments? Who desires holy moments? How can we make that happen? How can we make those changes? And I believe we are right in the middle at the moment of some life changing decisions for people here. We have a template that I think has grabbed hold of a lot of us and I believe is something that can take us further forward about taking time, about making opportunity for God to meet with us every day, every morning, throughout the day. And I believe that that is life-changing for us, it's life-changing for our church, it's life-changing for our families and the people around us. Holy moments make a huge difference. So holy moments, I believe the first thing we need to think about is it's intentional. We are intentional about holy moments. If you read any of the scriptures, any of the gospels, I've got a verse I'm using today from 2 Peter. It happens to be a book I've just read. 
Peter says, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him. And it's the first bit of that I want to just think about this morning. Make every effort. If you want more holy moments, I'm afraid, don't regard this as something like a spa treatment. Not that I've actually... You know, where you go and you're pampered, maybe get your nails done. Dawn's horrified, she thought back, if they did my, they did my toenails, maybe not. But if you go to a spa, you're pampered, aren't you? You just lay there, bit of a massage maybe, bit of fancy, oil, all lovely, all very enjoyable. Not where we are. Make every effort. Make every effort. We have a responsibility to own this. We have a responsibility to take this and make every effort. Now, sometimes that's very easy to do. Making every effort, sometimes it feels easy. Sometimes it maybe doesn't. I don't know what fasting you've been following. But you're two weeks in. And I think one of the things we have, you know, we have to be honest and clear that some people may be two weeks in are finding this not as, not as easy as it was day one. You know, day one and two, easier maybe than days 10 and 11. Make every effort means make every effort irrespective of all those things. It's to encourage you. It's to build us up. It's to give us the triggers and the way to do that. And it's not too late to join in. As has been said, if for whatever reason you've started, you haven't kept going, or you didn't start, or whatever, let me encourage you for another week. Be part of this. Make every effort. One of the ways people have been making every effort, and I always love this when this happens, is the daily prayer that's been going on. And everybody who does that always says, oh, I can't do it. I, 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 I can't do that. Oh, no, oh, no, not me. As Dawn says, because we have this whole thing where we occasionally, how, what do we say? I think you need to realise that you all have an accent, okay? <laughs> but occasionally, occasionally we might say no, right? <laughs> Even better for Don, Don used to live on Holderness Road, right? Which is all, it's all classic stuff. But Don said, yeah, Don was asking. And I know that every single one of you who has done one of those prayer minutes... And those who are going to do the next ones have gone, oh, I, don't. I think they have been fantastic. We talk about holy moments. They are holy moments. Listen to them, focus on what they say, 
I think they have been terrific. And I really want to encourage all of those who've done those and are doing the others, keep going. They are absolutely terrific. I'm also going to leave you something. I, if you want some encouragement of how to have a holy moment, how to be reminded, one of the, one of the things I find incredible about the Bible and about faith and about us is that as we move through a technological world, there are still certain things that don't change that, are, that, that we latch onto. And one of them is simple, simple triggers, visual triggers for people. So let's go really low tech. Get a post-it and write holy moments on it. Get a post-it, write holy moments on it, stick it on your fridge. Stick it on your telly if you're fasting telly. Stick it on your steering wheel on the car. Stick it anywhere. Do several of them. Reminding ourselves of holy moments, reminding ourselves to make every effort is a massive way of building the habit, building the intimacy with God, making it happen. Because if we don't make this happen, it won't happen. It really won't happen. So intentional is the first point. My second point, and you need to hear me through this, is, is that holy moments can be optional. Now, I don't mean that optional that we have holy moments, but it can be optional in the way we approach them and the way that we take them. And I want to talk to a particular group of people here today because I think quite often with things like fasting, the word, holy moments, we sometimes think there's a, the people who struggle are maybe new in the faith, people who, you know, we're trying to encourage. You know what, I think sometimes the group of people who struggle the most are the experienced people are the people who almost should know better. And the example I just want to use with this, and I just want you to work through this with me, is Jonah. It's Jonah. Jonah's a Bible character who I've spent quite a, time, a lot of time looking at over the last few years because I find him quite fascinating. Maybe, this is almost a sad maybe because I sometimes see a bit of Jonah in me, I see a bit of Jonah in me, and you know what? I see a bit of Jonah in some of you as well. Because Jonah is an experienced guy. We know Jonah's a prophet. We don't know a lot about Jonah's background, but we know he was a prophet. We know he was a guy who God's used, who God spoke to. He was an experienced person in the faith. Probably somebody you'd rely on. Probably somebody you think, they're, they're well sorted. They know what's going on. God speaks to them. Fantastic. And yet look what happens with Jonah. The very first verses of the book of Jonah say, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. 
So Jonah's response was deliberate. It was thought through, but it came from a man of God. It came from a man of God. It came from somebody who knew better. His response was to say, Nineveh, that way, Tarshish, that way. I'm going the other way. I'm not following. If you're an experienced Christian, you've been on the way a while, you know God. Don't develop the I'll have a think about it mentality because I think I might know a bit better. I'm afraid it can happen. I, I sometimes, and I do it, I think, well, another camp, the fast trick, the fast track. Why? Why do I need to do that? Because God has asked us to do that. And that trumps me. That trumped Jonah. It wasn't about what he thought or he wanted to do. It was about what God wanted. We see Jonah do a lot of things that we don't want to do. But I think it'll chime with some of you here. And you go, mm, maybe, yeah, maybe. Do the opposite. Try and work it out yourself. Jonah, right? Jonah was in the belly of a fish for three days. And it says after three days he prayed. Not after three seconds he prayed. Not after three minutes he prayed. Three days. What was he doing? <laughs> was he doing a, a bit of an Andrew Nut Brown, fill your own name and it's not just me, right? Was he doing a... Oh, now I can get out of this. Mm, I think I might know what... Instead of going, bang, pray first. There's a book you've seen about it. Pray first. Yeah? Instead of praying first, he waited. Come on. Does this mean anything to some of you? You know it does. Another thing he did, he got mad with God. Put this one up. The verse says... If you remember, after he came out of the fish, Jonah goes, okay, he does it. He goes to Nineveh. There's the biggest revival you've ever seen. Even the animals have got sackcloth and ashes on. It is like <laughs> phenomenal. It is massive. God still works through Jonah. God still works through Jonah. But then, when God, so when God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil ways... He relented and did not bring on them the destruction he had threatened. A pastor's dream. A church leader's, this is it. What's Jonah do? <sighs> this seems wrong. He became angry. Sometimes we... We reason with God a bit. Really, God? You sure, God? And by doing that, remember what we're talking about here. We're talking about holy moments. 
We're talking about intentionally seeking God. By doing that, by saying, are you sure, God? By putting yourself in a different place, in a different level, we make holy moments optional because we've shut off the route. We've blocked the door. We've made a barrier. My prayer this morning is that each and every one of us listening to this will say, I'm not going to be that person. I'm not going to do that. Jonah, I mean, he got himself in a bad way. He said, God says, is it right for you to to be angry? Jonah goes, yes, it is. But like when you say to your kids, you know, something, and they go, you say, are you proud of that? Yeah. (laughs) No, 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 wrong answer. God says to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry with me? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, fed up of you, sort of thing. And, and, and then you get, and you get this bit in, in, in chapter 4 where God gives Jonah a plant that grows over him and keeps him out of the sun. Are you happy now, Jonah? Yeah. Then he sends a worm to kill it. And the plant, and Jonah's having another strop. The point of that is that we can block God. We can think we're a little bit too smart. And what I really want us to talk about today with holy moments is, if you want holy moments, if you want to be part of a campaign, when a campaign is announced or when you're asked to do something, be part of that team. Be part of that team. Encourage others. Don't step back. If you haven't done it already, get on the team. Be part of that. Because let me tell you, holy moments are essential. Holy moments are essential. For you. Individual times in the day, whether it's the first thing in the morning, it's during other times, whenever it is, for you to encounter God will take your life with him to a different level. And that's what this is about. This is about taking us to the next level. Taking us forward. Taking us together into the things that he's got for us. With new churches, with new people, with new programs. Holy moments are absolutely essential. They are and I think it's appropriate we talk about it at a time of fasting, these are your little snacks, your little bit extra, that nourishment that makes you grow, that makes you grow. That if your answer to my question at the beginning was, who wants more holy moments? That's where we get them. That's where we go. But there will be times when it's difficult. So the fourth point I wanted to make today is this can make us vulnerable. Rod's message last week, I didn't know he was going to speak about that, but I thought what he said 
was, was, was tough in a way, but it was talking about being tempted for good. We're doing things for good, and that will lead us in, into temptation, into trials and challenges. And I know that among us, people have had some challenges and some trials. It will happen. The more you expose yourself to holy moments, the more the devil, the enemy will say, not happy about that. Not happy about that. I'm going to, you know, whether it's health, whether it's circumstances, things might be difficult. Rod used a phrase which I've had with me all week. Some of you might remember it as well. Your dinner's in the microwave? Yeah? Yeah? Your dinner's in the microwave. Because he, you remember what he said? He was fasting. And somehow that, that got into him. Your dinner's in the microwave. You will have some dinner in the microwave moments. You'll have had some. You'll have some more. Don't be surprised. Don't be embarrassed. Fight it. Yeah? It will happen. Your food's in the microwave. Something will happen today, during the week, up to Saturday, where you'll think... And look, some of us slip. God doesn't condemn us. God is here to bless. He will give you holy moments way beyond any guilt you feel if your food's in the microwave and you've eaten it. Yeah? Let that stick with you. I think it's important. I think if that sticks with you, they're trigger we work on triggers. We work on triggers. It's amazing. Holy moments on your fridge might avoid your food's in the microwave. Yeah? It might do. You know, our word, our word for this year is be. Holy moments means be holy. Be holy. Be holy. And an essential part of holiness is separation. It's being separate. And we know that part of holy moments... Part of what we're doing with the, the fasting and indeed the Sabbath is making some time to be separate. Make some time to create some space to let God come in. However busy, however complicated, however unpredictable your week is going to be, make those spaces. Be holy. He is holy. He is holy. And he wants us to have those holy moments with him. I guess my final point actually takes me back to a sermon I preached about a year ago when Kate and Ali were on sabbatical. It was another... Some of you might remember it. It was called These Things. And you can all nod. If you were here, you can all nod. Oh, yes, Andrew, I remember every word of that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You weren't here, so don't you nod. 
these things, that in a way was a foretaste of what we're talking about here. It was a way of saying, look, there are things that you can do to address some of the distractions of life. And one thing is to think about these things. In Philippians 4, verse 8, it talks about these things. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, Think about such things. If you set some time aside and want God to come in and, and to bless and to have a holy moment, think about those things. Those things will transform your life. Will transform your thinking. Think on, think about such things. Think about such things. If the band would like to come up, I'm going to hand over to Lynn in a minute. But I want to just read, it's actually the, word, the words of a song. And if you, can, if you want some homework, if you want something to do, listen to this song. It's called, it's called Holy Moments. You may know it's by, by Phil Wickham. Song by Phil Wickham. It's called Holy Moments. I'm just going to read it, and I, as I do, maybe you want to shut your eyes. Let's have a holy moment right now. Let's spend some time as Lynn comes up with holy moments set aside right now for God to come in so that we can go out changed. The words say this. It's who you were when the stars lit up. It's who you are moving here in us. You never change. Now and forever, you will be holy, holy. It's who you were when you bled for me. It's who you are, resurrected King. Oh, you never change. Now and forever, you will be holy. You're holy holy, holy. You are, you are, you are holy. It's who you were. God, you've been perfect from the start. It's who you are, the saviour of my broken that's your God, the saviour of your broken heart. You never change. Alpha 
Omega, you will be holy, holy. Find it, listen to it. Holy moments. God wants to speak with us right now.